Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Building Lives International, located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go ahead and open our Bibles to Matthew chapter number 13, and we're going to pick up in verses 53 through 58 today. 53 through 58, and we're going to talk a little bit about our Lord's homecoming after he finished the the kingdom parables and we're going to talk we're going to see some things about him that are revealed in these verses so his homecoming and some things about him that we see in these verses and it came to pass when jesus had finished these parables he departed thence and when he came into his own country he taught in their synagogue and as much as they were astonished and said once has this man this wisdom and these mighty works is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended at him because, but Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there. Why? Because of their unbelief. Father, we ask that you go before us today. You bless the reading of your word. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to understand the things that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So here we have Jesus departing for his own country of Nazareth. Uh, from his visit here in Nazareth, we can learn a few things about our Lord. And the first thing that I see is in verse number 54 where we see that we see his wisdom and his mighty works. And when he was coming to his country, he taught them in the synagogue and as much as they were astonished. And they said, where has this man, this wisdom and mighty works? Uh, in Isaiah chapter 50 and verse number four, it says, the Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God hath opened my ear. I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. Where did the Lord receive all of this wisdom and the ability to do all of these mighty works from his father. Where do we receive wisdom? Where do we receive the ability to do things from God? It's not of ourselves. And then we also see that others recognized this wisdom and these mighty works. In John, for example, the Gospel of John, chapter number three, in verse number two, the same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. They recognized who he was. They saw his wisdom. They saw his mighty works. In John chapter nine, in verse number 29, it says, we know that God spake unto Moses. As for this fellow, we don't know from whence he is. And the man answered and said to him, Why herein is a marvelous thing, that you know not whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes? Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God, he doeth his will, him he hears. 
since the world began, was it not heard that any man could open the eyes of someone that's born blind? And if this man were not of God, he could do nothing. You see, other people recognize this wisdom and these mighty works. And then we're also introduced to our Lord's family here in these verses. We see our Lord's family in these verses. In verse number 55, it says, Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not this his mother called Mary and his brother James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters? Aren't they all with us? Jesus did indeed have literal brothers and sisters. Now, this totally flies in the face of the Roman Catholic Church doctrine of the perpetual virginity of Mary. Remember that the Roman Church was able to make up many false doctrines during what is called the time of the Dark Ages because no one had, could read the scriptures in their own language to verify what the clergy was supposed to be reading in Latin. That all changed with Martin Luther's translation of the Bible into German and the Protestant Reformation that began in 1517. For the first time, people could open the scriptures for themselves and see that the Roman church was propagating false doctrine in regards to, a, to multiple issues, indulgences, purgatory, and the perpetual virginity of Mary. Now, since then, the Roman church has backed up a little bit and suggested that these were cousins and not brothers. But while some places in the Bible does use the word brother to refer to distant relatives, that is not the case here. The bottom line is that Mary was not a perpetual virgin. These were Jesus's half brothers and sisters. In other words, Mary and Joseph had children the old-fashioned way, after the birth of our Lord. And it's obvious that he had four brothers and he had at least two sisters because every time they're mentioned, it's always sisters in the plural. So we see that from these scriptures. We also see in these scriptures that our Lord had a reputation. Uh, and they were offended in him. And what that word offended means is they were caused to stumble but Jesus said in them, a prophet is not with honor, save in his own country and in his own house. He was not honored by those in his own country. And it is true that prophets, men of God, are honored in many places, but seldom are they honored at home. And the scripture says they were actually offended at him. They were caused to stumble because of him. I believe it's the equivalent of the old adage, he thinks he's better than us. And that happens many times when one rises through the ranks faster than his peers. That's why I think, you know, in the military, and maybe something the secular world the, could learn as well, um, when a young Marine goes from a non-rate, which is an E1, E2, E3, and he goes into a, a non-commissioned officer's rank, which would be a corporal and a sergeant, he is transferred to another unit. Why do you think that is? Because a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. <laughs> because all of the other non-rates will see him as their friend and not after the non-commissioned officer that he has become. 
And many times the same thing happens when he gets promoted into the staff non-commissioned officer ranks, which is an E6 through E9. Why? Because a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. I think I know that's why the military does it. Um, you know, Jeremiah and Elijah are good examples of prophets who are not honored by those in their hometowns. Jeremiah was thrown into a pit, a dungeon, a prison, and a prison courtyard, while Elijah was called an enemy of his own king because he spoke the truth to him. In 1 Kings 21, 20, so Ahab said to Elijah, have you found me, O my enemy? And he answered, I have found you because you have sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. See, the king, King Ahab, thought Elijah was his enemy when Elijah was simply speaking the truth to him. Elijah wanted nothing but the best for his country, but they would not listen, and thus judgment fell on them. And then finally, we see the results in regards to what? To our Lord in verse number 58. Notice it says, he did not many mighty works there. Why? Because of their unbelief. Now, he was able to heal some, but he was not able to heal all. Why? Because of their unbelief. In Mark chapter 6 and verse number 5, it says, And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands on a few sick and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief as he went around about the village's teaching. They did not believe. They did not believe. Now, I've heard some quote this passage to mean that Jesus tried to heal many, but he was not able to because of their unbelief. I hear prosperity and faith types propagate this. That's not what it's saying at all. Instead, it is saying because of their unbelief, they didn't even show up to receive the healing. Their unbelief prevented them from even showing up so Jesus could heal them. The people simply did not show up because they did not believe that a local boy could make good. You know, in John chapter 1, verse 44, now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter, and Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, Well, why don't you come and see? The Old Testament says in Psalm 78, 41, yes, again and again, they tempted the Lord and limited the Holy One of Israel. Why? Because their unbelief, they didn't show up. Because God healed people with unbelief. But he didn't heal people that didn't even show up. So we see here just in these couple of passages, five, five results, if you will, or um, five things about the Lord that we can learn from his homecoming. Next time we'll go into um, how do we limit God in our unbelief? And I believe that we limit God in our unbelief in three ways. 
And that'll wrap up chapter number 13, and we'll get into chapter number 14. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you and wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good. Thank you for listening today. I also serve churches in the areas of guest speaking, conferences, and revivals as the Lord provides opportunity. If I can be of service to you or your ministry, I would love to hear from you.